0: Hello and welcome to the Portfolio Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, John Bryson, Head of Investment Consulting and Education Savings here at John Hancock Investment Management. Today is January 30th, 2024, and I thought it would be a great time to have Jeff Gibbon, Portfolio Manager at Manual Life, on to talk about fixed income. Jeff is the co-head of U.S. Core and U.S. Core Plus Fixed Income here at Manual Life Investment Management, and you can find his strategies through mutual funds, ETFs, and SMAs. Jeff, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me on, John.
0: You got it. Hey, listen, I'm going to jump right in. When we looked back at 2023, we saw rates on the 10-year treasury go from about 498 in October all the way down to below 400 basis points at the end of last year. We're getting a lot of questions from advisors right now. Did I miss the move in bonds? What's your take on that?
1: We don't think investors have missed the move on bonds. Maybe they missed the beginning of the move, but we don't think they missed the entire move. When you look at longer term, we got to look at what the Fed said, right? The Fed has said that long-term neutral rate on Fed funds rate is 2% to 2.5%, depending on which Fed governor you're talking to. That puts 10 year treasuries between three and three and a half percent. That puts five year treasuries sub three percent. And so, you know, even if the Fed just goes to neutral, which means the Fed's not either stoking inflation or stoking growth, then rates still have a long ways to go. If the Fed has to become a cognitive at some point in time, that puts Fed funds rates and the 10-year at a lower level. And so you know, I think that when you look at the rate move, we might have missed the beginning, but there is still plenty of time moving cash off the sidelines from money markets to intermediate, from short duration to intermediate. We do believe that over the intermediate term, plays into a better total return scenario than uh, sitting on the sidelines. So you
0: brought the Fed into the conversation. I want to go there next. I know they're meeting this week. What is your outlook on inflation and what the Fed's going to do going forward? And how does that uh, impact the fixed income markets in your in your view?
1: Yeah, so we do think deflation inflation is going to continue to come down. When you look at some of the components, owner of equivalent, rent being uh, a big component of it, we do think that's going to trend lower still it's been coming off it's well off the highs as everyone knows when you sign a 12-year lease on an apartment it's not it takes 12 or 12 month lease it takes 12 months before that comes down it's going to take a time to come down but that's going to take pressure off inflation use car prices and another one so we do believe it's going to trend down closer to two percent we may not get there this year but the markets are anticipatory and so they'll get there ahead of time we we do believe the Fed wants to cut rates, you know, three times. If inflation comes down and the Fed stays where stays where they are, it is contractionary. It's, it is restrictive. Uh, the economy has slowed some, so we we do think the Fed's going to reduce rates through the course of the year maybe not as much as the market's priced in, but lower rates. And that should be supportive of uh, bond market prices across the board. We should continue to see the yield curve steepen in that intermediate part of the curve and have rates drop more than the longer end of the curve. Right. So
0: pivoting here a little bit, 2024 is a presidential election year. We've got that coming up later. How are you preparing for it in the portfolios? And does it have an impact on how you invest?
1: You know, we really employ a bottom-up approach. So, you know, we're not trying to make top-down macro calls because there's there's so many variable, various outcomes that can come out of the presidential election. And I wouldn't say that we're not paying attention to it at all, um, but, you know, what we're trying to do, you know, find good companies, find good sectors, in the, in the bond market, and then as well, you know, optimal position on the yield curve for the intermediate term. Um, so we're not focused on, on the election. I think the election does mean the Fed, maybe they uh, lower rates a little bit earlier than before, as they don't want to be- Uh, mess around with interest rates in the middle of a uh, election or start a move in the middle of the election, it probably means the uh, government in general is a bit more accommodative because no politician wants to cut off uh, the spending as they're about to get reelected. So it should be supportive for the economy. So it should be positive for the economy, but it shouldn't really impact the the broader trend of the uh, Federal Reserve or where rates ultimately end up. Okay, very good.
0: Now, Um, A trend we're starting to see here in investment grade corporate debt is that issuance is rising and their spreads over Treasury is, is falling. Does this concern you or does this set up an opportunity for you going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not all that surprising. You know, rates are higher, uh, especially investment grade uh, spread, uh, investment grade companies. You know, it's the highest yield you can buy good companies at in more than about 15 years. So it's not surprising that uh, investors are in there, uh, especially ones that are yield focused and not as much spread focused. It does provide opportunities to reduce some exposure to more cyclical areas of the market, get a bit more defensive. Uh, but it also creates opportunities to move into higher quality a- areas of the market like agency mortgage-backed securities, where you're getting actually paid more to be in a high quality area, no credit risk, uh, very little prepayment risk in the mortgage market currently um, and and do it you know, with picking yield, and increasing the you know the distribution of various products.
0: So I want to dig in a little bit more on the opportunities, but before I do, can you highlight for me the top risks you're keeping an eye on in the fixed income space right now?
1: Yeah, I'd say that the the top risks uh, haven't changed a whole lot, um, but over the last year, but this, you know, maybe they've made a little bit more nuances, you know, you know, is the Fed going to be able to time their rate cuts at the right point in time? Do they stay too long in a restrictive policy, and that co- pushes the economy into recession? Uh, do companies have a hard time rolling over debt? More and more high-yield companies have to come to the market over the next year and a half to two years. Uh, are they able to access mar- the, uh, the high-yield market you know, before the economy slows quite a bit? Uh, will inflation continue slowing over the next year? I think similar things to last year year. I do think that we have taken the upside risk to inflation and the downside risk to bond prices and uh, off the table to some extent. Um, But I think the general themes remain the same.
0: And like I said, you mentioned some of the opportunities you're seeing. Can you summarize for our listeners the biggest opportunities you see into 2024?
1: Yeah, so we mentioned one of them. Agency mortgage-backed securities, we think, is a great opportunity. Um, one of the, That market is cheaper than it has been over the last 10 years um, on a risk-adjusted basis. Uh, meanwhile, other areas like investment-grade corporates are near, near the tightest levels they've been in 15 years. So that creates one opportunity. But even within investment-grade credit, there are various opportunities out there. One we like is financial institutions, pre- specifically the banking sector, for the same rating, same quality maturity, Uh, an industrial company is trading 20 to 30 basis points below that of a a financial institution, that usually trades on top of each other. The Financial institutions have had a lot of issuance in the last year. Uh, They had to price it accordingly. Eventually, that gap will close. You can also take a look at areas like utility markets, which tends to be one of the richer areas of the marketplace is now trading cheaper than industrials as well. Generally, people still pay the electric bill, even in a recession. So it's a way to get a good consumer, more non-discretionary areas of the marketplace versus a consumer cyclical areas of parking that if if the economy does slow, can be a greater risk. So definitely opportunities out there, even with spreads at the levels that they're at.
0: Jeff, thanks so much for sharing your insights. What I took away uh, from your comments were investors have not missed the move in bonds. It started, but there's plenty more left. Uh, we have a lot of opportunities going forward. Now is a great time to get out of cash, get off the sidelines, and put that money to work. We've got a lot of different options that can help your clients to do that. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, and thanks for sharing where you're seeing opportunities. I think that will p- get people more excited about where to go with their assets going forward. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. If you want to hear more, please subscribe to the Portfolio Intelligence Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also visit our website, jhinvestments.com, to read our viewpoints on all things investing, business building ideas, and much, much more. As always, thanks for listening to the show. This podcast is being brought to you by John Hancock Investment Management Distributors, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speaker, are subject to change as market and other conditions warrant, and do not constitute investment advice or a recommendation regarding any specific product or security. There is no guarantee that any investment strategy discussed will be successful or achieve any particular level of results. Any economic or market performance information is historical and is not indicative of future results, and no forecasts are guaranteed. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal.